My name is Claire. If you're listening on the podcast, hey guys, it's actually Claire here. (laughs) Just telling you. Um, Anyway, I'm really glad that you have joined us tonight. It's so awesome that you're here. Now, I'm just going to ask a little question before we get started. Who knows what the theme for this term is? Without cheating on the board, who knows what our theme is for this term? What is it, Larissa? Boom, she got it. If you couldn't hear that podcast, she said power parables, and that is correct. So, last power night, who remembers what Pastor Josh's title message was called without Pastor Josh answering this question? Crickets. Does no one remember? Shell wasn't here, I don't think. So, Chloe, what what do you remember his title message be called? You forgot to? That's right, I'll tell you. It's called Treasure and... Treasure and the Pearl. If you couldn't hear that, that's what it was called, the Treasure and the Pearl. So tonight, before we jump in, we are just going to pray, believing that as we dive into what Jesus is speaking to us, that he wants to speak to us. So as we read the word that we want the Holy Spirit to speak to us, so let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes and get into a position where we can not be distracted by the other things, but we can focus on Jesus. So Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are in our life. We thank you for leading us, for calling us and for setting us apart, Lord. But we don't believe that that's just what you, all you want to do. We believe that you want to continue to speak to us. We thank you for your word, which is alive. We thank you for your word, which can speak to us and through us, Lord. So we just pray that you refresh us tonight. You teach us something anew tonight, Lord. And we pray for our hearts to be opened in this moment, Lord. We pray for our minds to be opened in this moment, for you to speak a new truth into our hearts so that we can be a new person as we leave this room tonight. And we all said, Amen. Amen. So, Power parables. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the parable of the talents. Boom, it's on the screen. So, yeah, it's called the parable of the three talents. So, interestingly, this parable is actually found in two parts of the Bible. So, firstly, in Matthew 25 and, again, in Luke 19. So, that may be tells me something that this is actually important that that we should get to know what this scripture is speaking to us and how we can live out our life learning from the three servants so if you have your bibles here tonight i want you to open up to matthew 25 and if you don't have your bibles here we've actually already pre-blessed you it's on the screen so we are going to read together so it says Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five times more. Five, five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master returned from his trip and called them to come and give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who received, who had received two of the bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I've earned two more. 
the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small account, I mean amount. So now I will give you more responsibilities. Again, let's celebrate together. Then the third servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops that you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If I knew I'd harvest, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten interest on it. Then he ordered the, to, then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given." And they will have an abundance. But to those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So if you're taking notes tonight, I've rephrased my title, not calling it the parable of the three talents, but calling it, I have called it, multiply or mine. Well, I actually call it multiply or minor because that's what we're doing. We're either multiplying or when mining. So firstly, if you missed out last time, uh, briefly, a parable is a simple story used to illustrate to us a principle. So in this parable, we can see there's a few characters. Firstly, we see the master and then we see his three servants. So it's important for us to look at who is in the story and who each person or character represents for us to fully understand what this parable is trying to teach us. So we can see that in this, this parable, the master is Jesus. And the three servants are us as Christians or as believers. So now we, okay, that's really a tick off. We understand who's in this, um, in this story. And now we can understand who we can represent or who we can relate to. So what is this parable saying to us? It says in verse 14 to 16, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the man, by the story of a man going on a long trip, he called together his servants and entrusted them with money. He gave one five bags, the other two bags, and the last one, one bag. We know the master is Jesus, and it's telling us that he is going away for a long time. He's going on a long trip. But while he's away, he's trusting his servants to multiply what he's given to each of them. And it reminds me, that is what, what's happened to us as well. Jesus has left us on this earth, and he's given us a gift that we can either multiply and and make more of get abundance of and see an increase in that or we can either dig a hole in the ground out of fear and be oh, i'm so scared oh, i don't know i don't want to mess this up that is what it's telling us while we are waiting we have to be multiplying what jesus has given us it says the master entrusted him and entrusted them while he was gone there was an expectation to multiply what he gave for, he gave to them to be and to be faithful while he was away. And so we're given three examples of the servants in, in this parable. And it's a great time for us to reflect on what we are doing as the servants and followers of Jesus. And it says he entrusted each servant to the proportion of their abilities. Like that is crazy. He he knows how much ability we have to handle what he's given us. So that's that's telling me that the gift he's put on your life, he knows you can carry that. He knows you can do something with that. He knows you can use that because he knows your ability and he's given that to you by the proportion of your ability. So the first servant has five bags. The second servant has two bags and the third has one. The master went away and came back. 
And I just think it's awesome that this servant number one, he was faithful. He saw value in what he was given. With with what the master has entrusted him with, he said, I see value in that. I'm not afraid to use that. I'm not afraid to go and give something a go because I know that my master trusts me with what he's given me. And upon his return, he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small portion of what I have. I will give you more responsibility. And they celebrated together. I don't know about you, but I want to be that number one servant who said, who when I, when the, when the master comes back, he says, good job. Mm. You're laughing at something. Isn't that speaking? No. Okay. Number two, the servant number two was the same. He was entrusted with a smaller proportion, but he still multiplied what he was given. Again, he saw value in what he had and he, he returned with four bags. The master was full of praise and said, well done, my good and faithful servant. I trust you with the small and now I can trust you with more. So number one and number two servants, they were multipliers. They used what they had. They were confident in what they had. They were faithful in what they had. And they saw the fruit of their faithfulness in the return of what they had when the master returned. But unfortunately, servant number three was not the same. So I'm going to give you a pre-warning. You don't want to be this servant. I'm just giving you a heads up. You don't want to be this servant. So number three, he was entrusted with one bag of silver. He was fearful. He was afraid. He didn't know what to do. He was so scared that he buried the bag of silver. So the master returned and he said, come forward. Tell me what you've done, servant number three. And he said, master, I'm going to present you with one bag that you gave to me. Because I don't understand the value in this. I'm too scared to do anything with my gift. I don't know what to do. I just want to sit down on a chair and just pretend that you've never even given me anything. Because I, he's, he's basically telling himself that he's useless. He's lazy. He's not called. He doesn't have a gift. That he has no value. And that he can't do anything with what he has in his hands. Yeah. So, he was, so then um, the master said, well, Take away what I've given him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Because he disappointed the master. He said, get him out of here. I don't even want him as my servant anymore because he's doing nothing at all. And I just get encouraged because it says in verse 29, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those doing nothing, even what little they have, All of that will be taken away. To those who use well, more will be given. So we need to steward the gift that God has given us. And I I ask you this question. What gift has God put on your life? What gift has God given to you? What is your God-given talent? You know, some examples could be maybe you are really good at singing. And so you serve on our music team. Maybe you're really good at basketball. And you can coach a a junior team. And, you know, because you're a Christian, you stand out. You're different. You don't use the same language as them because you're set apart. Maybe the Bella the Gaming Kid is a scooter crazy person and they post YouTube videos and they evangelize like that because they're set apart and different and they're using their God-given gift to bring glory to God. And if you don't know what your gift or talent is, I'll tell you one thing that you can be assured of is that you can share your story. If you don't know what your gift is, your gift is salvation. You can believe that by the words you speak, by the person God has changed in your heart, that you can be 
you can lead someone into salvation. And that, that's the thing. If you don't know, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be like a YouTuber. You don't have to be on the music team. You can still um, bring abundance to someone's life just by the person you are in the things of God. So that's what I want to encourage you with. And what God has given to us is for us to use. And it's, and so we actually need to use it. We need to use it effectively. And I was so encouraged this morning. Um, if you heard Pastor Pauline's message, it was just such a great encouragement, but there was a part that just really just, uh, like illuminated in my heart and I was encouraged that when I use my gift like I have to use my gift otherwise it's wasted Mm. like it's like I need to steward well what God has given me because then I can bless God by bringing when I meet him again I he can say to me well done my faithful servant like you you have you you've done something with what I've given you Mm. I'm honoring God I'm seeing value in the gift that he has given to me and that's where the multiplication takes place. It's by using what God has given you and then you will see the multiply. Yeah. So use well what you've been given and you will be entrusted with more. And so it's like um, how, yeah, so it's up to us to to put into action what God has given to us. It's up to us to use it well. It's up to us to be effective and it's up to us to believe for the multiplication because we didn't do it on our own. God has already given us the gift. So it's not out of our own strength. It's out of what God has placed on our life and then we get to um, outwork that um, for his glory. And he gives us effective ways and new ideas to use our gift. So I don't know what servant one and two did to invest in their gift, but they saw the multiplication come back. They saw the more come back than what they started with. And it's like when you receive a gift from someone, it's like number one and number two, they open that gift. Like maybe it could be like a TV remote. They open that TV remote and they say, wow, there's batteries inside. It's fully functional. I can press all the buttons. I can control, you know, it, it helps something else. You know, it's a functional little gift. But number three would have the gift all wrapped and he would say i wonder what's inside this packet but i'm too scared to open it i'm too scared to make what if i break it like what if i touch it and it just falls apart so i'm just going to leave it as a nicely wrapped little gift and then i can re-gift it back to the person who gifted it to me like that's such a good idea isn't it wrong it's a bad idea so let let our gifts bring glory to god let our gifts um, drive us to live with purpose, to live with good intention, to bring the multiplication. Because when we're faithful to see the value of the gift, when we're faithful to see the value of what God has given to us and entrusted us with, then we can see the exciting part, the multiplication. So multipliers use have what they have been given. Multipliers see the value, they see the purpose, and they have the faith to believe for more. Where the mind is on the other hand, which is not what you want to be, they don't use what they've been given. They don't use anything. They're just content with doing nothing. They bury what they have. They don't see any value in what they've been given. They can't be trusted to multiply and they can't be trusted with even one little thing. And so if you don't know what to do, just do something. Just do something just do something adult don't be content with just doing nothing but just do something it can be so small but you're using your gift you're using your gift it can be something that you don't even think twice about but you're using your gift Mm -hmm. so use it well and use it with intention live like the multiplication matters live like there is value in what you're doing live like the first two servants the master wants there to be a multiplier he wants there to be a return of more than what he left you with so do something with your gift
and eventually the master will return from his long travels and he is going to say to you, Shell, what have you done with the gift I've given you? And Ooh. you are going to want to say, you already know, like you already know what I did, but you know, but you don't want to be like this. Claire, what did you do with the gift I've given you? Actually, nothing. Because then he doesn't, that, that's actually sad. That's a waste of um, my life that I'm not using my gifts to, um, to do anything with. And so if you're doing nothing, now's the time to do something. Plant seeds that will multiply. Work to see the multiplication and believe that there will be a reward for, for the faithfulness that you have. Because he is going to return and I want our response to, I want his response to, my, to me to be saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's celebrate so I can give you more responsibility. And so on that note, we are going to do a Bible study now.